Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Cat Popper. I'm just playing along with you. Welcome to the show. I'm Nora Jones. With me, as always, is Sarah Oda. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We have a fun, fun guest today. Yes, we do. Our guest today is another one of our sisters. Yes. Badass bass player. Not literal sister, but chosen sister. Chosen sister. Multi-instrumentalist. Singer-songwriter. Oh, I was going to say t-shirt designer. Oh, <laughs> bass player extraordinaire, <laughs> t-shirt designer. She's played with everyone from Ryan Adams to Grace Potter to Jack White to Jesse Mallon. Yes. To Nora Jones. Oh, yes. She has played with me. She's one third of the alt-country power super girl group. Is that, what it, is that what you call it? A super girl group? <laughs> Felt right. Um, we're a super woman group. And, and um, we've known Kat forever. Yes. Yeah. Long time. Long, She's one long of the time. funniest people we know. I highly recommend you follow her on Instagram. Cat underscore popper. At Instagram.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. It's just a cat. <laughs> At cat underscore popper. Yeah. Do it. Follow her. She's also designing these really cool t-shirts right now. Is she selling them yet? Not yet. I don't she, Hopefully she will be. They're, but they're going to sell out. So you better just get in line now. I I want all of them. Um, Her stage banter is pretty much unbeat. 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 Oh yeah, her stage banter. Sorry, that's not not correct. That's not grammatically correct. Unbeatable. Her stage banter is unbeatable. That just sounded corny, Louise. I don't know. (laughs) One more time. Her stage banter is a okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that's what you were saying. You, you do it. No, you do it. This time. Her stage banter is unbeatable. Yes, definitely. She's funny. Uh, but she's also got like a very sensitive sweet side that comes out in her music and that she tapped into with the release of her first and second singles as Cat Popper titled Maybe It's All Right. Yeah. And Breath. Yes, they're beautiful. And it's really lovely to see someone who's been a coveted side person for so many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, people love Kat from her being in all these different bands as the bass player. Um, it's really nice to see her step out and sing and writing Do songs. Thing, yeah. yeah, you're going to love it. I hope you enjoy. We had a lot of fun. And uh, here's the episode. Here she comes. Here she comes. Cat Popper. You lost a glass 
But it's okay It was broken Just mine
love this song. I love how you play guitar on this song. Thank you. I haven't really played a lot of guitar recently. It's just, and it, it was a different finger picking pattern, and I'm just kind of amazed that you can just finger pick on I, the guitar. I feel like it's a fake finger pick. You know what I mean? But it's like a little bit of a that's faker. What a lot of people are probably faking. And yeah. It's, and that's it true. sounds awesome. Can you finger pick? It's hard. I'm learning, and it's a disaster. Yeah. It's a fucking shit show. I can cuss. You can cuss. Okay, it's, it's a fine. It's a fucking try not to poop show. You know what? Try not to cuss. Okay, it's a <laughs> it's a farting. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I love this song, and I love playing guitar in it. It's like playing this kind of guitar feels natural. This tempo and like the strummy thing, the finger picking thing, I can do in like maybe three different chords that way, and then that's about it. You know. But apparently that's all you need. Yeah, you just need like that little country corner, right? Country corner. Isn't that what they call it? You know, in the... I don't know. Down down south, the country corner. I, I don't mean, know. I'm from Charlotte, so I'm not really as country as I sound. <laughs> You're pretty country. I know you. <laughs> I know you, girl. I'm a, my granddaddy used to say, don't forget she's a hillbilly. I was oh. like, I don't know. I'm going to live in New York one day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been in New York how long? 30 years. That's crazy. Is that you too? Yeah, I've been here 23 years. I've been here longer than you? Yeah, I moved wow. here in 20, uh, 20, <laughs> 1999. Oh my God. Summer 99. Wow. It was a good year. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so this song, when did you write this song? You wrote this for our second album, or you wrote it around that time. Not- so, well, so the so for the second Puss in Boots album, you said we should have some originals. Yeah. And I thought, oh no. Because it takes me a year to write well, a song. Well, you had a couple originals on the first Puss in Boots album, which and, were great. Well, thank you. But I just, I'd never really written. And you guys told me, you you have to do things you don't know how to do here. This is like this, the, that's, what the, that's what this is. That's what this is. Because, because when we started that band, me and Sasha were just learning how to play the guitar. And you were already an accomplished bassist. Well, and but when you guys asked me, you asked me if I would play drums, oh. and then right away I think realized, well, somebody has to sort of know <laughs> what they're has doing. To anchor it. And then I was so happy that nobody seemed to notice that I was playing bass. And one day you guys both turned around and looked at me, and you're like, "You do something, do something you don't know how to do." Yeah, and I would come in and I would say, "But I don't know how to do this," and you guys would be like, "That's not interesting." You need to just Who do it. Who said that? You no guys, one used those words. No, but you guys just didn't care that I would balk or that yeah. I would say I'm nervous. You would say, Yeah, okay. we wouldn't take it. No. And We'd it be was, like, who cares? We're all nervous. It was the craziest. Really? The craziest. Yeah. Was that the first time you've ever experienced that? Yes. That's so funny. Because I have I was so insecure my whole life. And, you know, be growing, being a woman in these bands and, yeah. and, and I... A lot of it was my own insecurity. And I, I, in adulthood now, I know everybody was insecure, but I thought I was the only one who was insecure. No, so, everybody is. Everybody's insecure. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> and you don't know that until you're, you know, you have to tie your boobies around your waist. <laughs> oh my God, you're, you're the best. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't even know where that came from for me. I feel... Like maybe Sasha pushed me into that place of, I'll just book a gig at the Fat Cat and wow. and let we'll learn how to play guitar. And this is after my second album came out. So I just put on a baseball cap and we went to the Fat Cat and played while people were, we didn't play in the um, back room, we played in the front room where people were playing pool. 
and nobody noticed me, and it was totally fine. And I kept, like, screwing up. Sometimes we would just drop out in the beginning, but then we would sing pretty harmonies, and it was fine. And then when you joined, we started playing, like, where did we start playing? The rodeo bar? We did the Shaney Ray's truck stop at the National Underground, which is gone now. Um, But I think we also did rodeo bar and... Rockwood, a lot of Rockwoods. Rockwood, yeah. The living room was kind of already gone by then, right? I think so. We might have done a couple living room hits. We did but a we few. also, you know, I think it was good to do the smaller places because we didn't necessarily want to draw. No, we, we only played places where people would promise not to, like, try to promote it. Yeah, we wanted to play for our friends and, to, yeah. you know, it was, it was, what a great vibe. There were people who would come to every Puss in Boots show that were our, our friends. Yeah, and then there, there were slowly these, like, Puss in Boots fans who, who were just Puss in Boots people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we went under, like, a fake name every time. It was so great. It was like a, a yeah, I, I, we were like a, a gumshoe, the gumshoe band. <laughs> <laughs> but so so you started pulling pulling in some covers and singing first before you started doing originals with us, right? Yeah, and it's funny because you guys said, "Are there any covers you want to do?" And I came in with my covers and said, "Well, these are probably like bad covers." Do and you, remember- you got I cuz that's like how I'm just You're like, just a down you're down on yourself. Well, and I've been realizing it lately how much, you know, they call in Buddhism, they call it eyeing and mind. Uh-huh. How much I denigrate myself and that people have to say, no, 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 you're, yeah. so I'm really working on it, but. Are you a Buddhist? No. <laughs> okay. But I, I cherry pick. <laughs> I think that's the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm too much of a hillbilly for Sanskrit, but uh, no, like cherry picking these ideas of, oh yeah, I, you know, even yesterday I was doing it cause I, anyway, like in our conversations yeah. where I just say, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You guys I think like, I do a lot of that too. And I think it's just a, some people are just more prone to doing that you, or saying I'm sorry a lot, you know, stuff like that. You don't, though. You don't. And, and if you do, I you don't with you oh, okay. and Sasha because mm-hmm. I feel I feel like 99 percent completely whole in myself around you guys. So Aww. I don't feel like I have to do that. Does that make sense? But I, I do feel like I do that around. So I cherry pick the people I do it around, or I don't even realize I'm doing it, of course, but I I notice that I do it around certain people, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't I that feel weird? like I do it around people that I'm closer to. People who I'm not close, I just kind of look cool and like I know what I'm doing. Oh, really? And I'm like shitting myself on the inside So that's the, the opposite of me, yeah. I think. Yeah, because <laughs> there's much more to lose if you guys are like, we can't we can't play with her anymore. Yeah. She's just, she's just trash. And then, but if I'm playing with somebody who doesn't know me, I can just be cool and collected, you know, on but the that's outside. that's so crazy. I know. Because you are one of the most cool people, I feel like, from a distance, people who see you and know who you are and know the bands you've been in and follow you, your clothes and your hair. You're just cool. Wow. But I know the real you. Yeah. And it's you're like self-conscious a, as hell. It's like a, a cool shell with a neurotic uh, <laughs> nougat core. <laughs> nougat core. A gooey center of neuroses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So what was the first song you wrote for our band? Do it was called... Um, was it Pines? I don't I don't really remember. Hmm. But I did. I think it, it might have been Pines. Okay. And there was this... Uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know the Casio keyboards? Yeah. I had Mine had three sounds on it, and one was Koto. 
which, you know, <laughs> oh, I it's didn't like know. A, it's like a muted kind of yeah. chimey thing. And I didn't know what it was. Um, and so I was like, wow, acoustic guitars are loud. So I just played this really weird muted guitar thing and brought it in. I was like, this song's probably terrible, but here's one. And you guys were like, cool, let's play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, let's play it. it like was you great. have a song. And it's so, it's just so funny to, but that was, it was, and it's, it's a sad song. It's a sad song, but I, I loved it. And also this song, oh my God, they bite like burrs at your fingers. I've heard you and Sasha sing harmonies on this song so many times while I'm playing guitar. And I always thought the word was birds, mm-hmm. like birds are biting your fingers, but it's burrs. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. like a Southern thing, burrs. No, I know what a burr is. No, I just know, but, <laughs> but like it's a real Southern, like, uh, it's a real Southern reference to say, yeah. I don't think New York, I think New Yorkers call it, or like Yankees call it something else. I don't know. I'm from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, not yeah. that you would, I, but yeah, that it's, I would. <laughs> oh my God. I love your lyrics though. I mean, you must read a lot, huh? We got us a reader. <laughs> we got, we a, got reader. a reader, y'all. <laughs> well, lyrics, I think that's why it takes me so long is I write songs about specific things, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm private. Like I'm really private. So then, uh, I have to undo all the writing to, you know, make it all simile and metaphor. Yeah, so, so to... nobody can tell what's on your inner core. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to talk. I don't want everybody to see my, you know, yeah. neurotic inner nougat core Aww. until I, you know, until they meet me. And then I'm like, guess what, guys? I'm the worst. But anyway, so this, yeah, this song is about, you know. You don't have to tell me what it's about. Well, you Do don't you want she, it. She don't, you don't, she doesn't want me to. We can edit this part out. I'm just kidding. You can tell me what it's about. What's it about? It's just about uh, a lot of my songs, you know, about things that uh, th- that we reject, that we don't want, things that are painful. Yeah. And how um, to ex- how to experience loss while trying to enjoy your life. That's so beautiful. Yeah, and I, it's, that's not um, too specific either. Even of an explanation. That's so. Uh, applicable to every human. I know, it's true. And that's the thing about getting older that I realized is that, you know, it's not about getting better and rising up. It's about setting down stuff you don't need for me. So I feel like, how is it, you know, how can I experience the the paradox of feeling two things at once? Yeah. And meaning like, I'm having a real bad time and, you know, and and I'm also enjoying my life somewhere. Because I don't know. I've never had an entirely bad day from beginning to end. And I think I forget that. Yeah. You forget it? Yeah, because there's, you know, it's so easy to get hung up on something that happened. But there's always something good. Yeah, and there's always, it's so easy to not notice, even on the worst day of your life, that, you know, this... The sun was out or, um, you know, somebody patted you on the shoulder or you had a rad sandwich or something. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so... You are a teacher here. Yeah, man, I'm wise as shit. You're wise as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all taking notes? (laughs) When did you become wise? I don't know. I may have been and just been really quiet about it. (laughs) But I think, you know, it's, it's really valuable to have really difficult things happen to you. And 
and then, you know, navigate them in a way so you, um, you know, it was, everybody experiences that stuff differently, but it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, I want to, I want to enjoy life. And yeah. something that I really don't want happens. So yeah, how do I enjoy my life? There's that, that thing where, you know, I knew this lady who used to sign her emails, make it a great day. And I was like, oh God, that's like her tag. But wow, that's a really, that's good advice. It's actually up to you. Yeah. The, all the crap that happens to you, you can't let it ruin your, you, I mean, you can, but you got to make it for yourself. Make it a great day. Make yeah. It, and make it a great I day. I think to start to, to get there, you have to allow yourself to say, I'm having a, I'm having a bad day yeah, and not fight and just say like, this sucks. Like if I'm feeling sorry for myself, I'm going to feel sorry. For, just lay down in it for a little while and feel it. And then you learn how to like feel it and it be okay. And not like, I'm not supposed to be afraid. I'm not supposed to be, have self-pity or, you know, resentment. It's like, no, just lay down in it and feel it. And then you know what it feels like. So you can carry it in one hand. Instead of on your back. Yeah, man. Ooh. Ooh. A lot of nuggets here. I know. We should. Juicy. You should write a book. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, By the way, your book, I can just imagine all your Instagram um, nuggets. (laughs) Like, every other page is wise and every other page is one of your Instagram pictures, which are the funniest things. Everybody, you you have to check out Kat's Instagram page. I wish I was selling something. Well, you have a t-shirt you need to sell on right now, yeah. a sweatshirt. That's yeah. really cool. I want that. Cannonball Adderley. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you come from jazz, like me and Sash, right? Yeah, I. I how, studied, how did you start playing music? I don't even know. Well, I, you know, I was born in in Thailand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. Um, when I was, I don't know, uh, ten, I used to play the piano in the house, and so they sent me to piano lessons. Okay, were you and, the only musical one? Or yes, you had a piano in the house, though. That's we had a, big, a piano in the yeah. house, and I hated. Um, piano lessons it was like this woman with a it was like a loud ticking clock and mm-hmm. she had a giant dog it was into the piano and I could it was it, it just bad vibes so Not I started pleasant. playing violin um when I was in fifth grade ah. and then I saw Sting playing an upright bass oh cool and I went to the teacher you know this was in 1842 and she said like <laughs> you can't you have to play the cello and I was like, why? Like, bass isn't for girls. Women don't play bass. She was. She she wept. Actually, she said, "Your fingers are so great for cello." And I was. She like, cried. She actually got teary eyed that I wasn't going to play the cello. Oh I was wow! Like, no, I want to play the the big one. So I started playing upright when I was ten, and then I I. That's really young, right? It was, yeah. To play upright, yeah. I mean, did you have a baby one? I had like a three quarter size. Were you tall yet? Because you're tall I was now. Probably tall. And now I have a 5'8", so okay. there's still, you know, there's still... But I went to um, a performing arts high school and studied classical. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I, I was going to, like, hardcore shows. Like, I got my nose broken in a, in a pit, you know, 
Um, and I would go... Classical by day, hardcore by night. Yeah. That's kind of you in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, I used to go to the Irish Contra dances and bring my upright and they'd let me sit in. Oh my God. I just, I just loved, you know, bluegrass. I loved... So then um, I decided... Uh, I wanted to be an archaeologist because I, I, I didn't want to be in an orchestra because it's just not me. So I, I went to Chapel Hill for a year and they had a jazz band. I started playing jazz there. So you started in college the first year? The first year of college. Okay. Yeah. So they said, we'll give you a scholarship if you play with an ensemble. And I was like, dude, I want to study um, rocks and go on digs and stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that. I'm lazy <laughs> as hell. <laughs> But then I loved jazz, and, and, you know, my dad, they emigrated to New York City in, in 1939. From where? From Romania. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? See, you know how we know each other, but we don't know everything Yeah, man, I'm other. a first-generation American. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, That's yeah. crazy. So they Where did em- they move? They, um, they came over during the World's Fair, and um, they actually lived in— um, um, they moved like across the street from the Museum of Natural History. Oh my God! Yeah, I, the building is still there. And then my dad, when he was a young man, moved to um, Brooklyn Heights, and his rent was ninety dollars a month. So he moved to Carmine Street. His rent was forty five dollars a month. Whoa! Yeah, in the in the West Village. In the West Village, it was cheaper than Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, Brooklyn Heights has always been like that's insane. I know. <laughs> But he, uh, so, you know, we would come here every Christmas and spend time with my, with all the crazy Romanians in New York. So you always had a part, part New York streak. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was always fascinated by it. So it was so fun to move here. And I auditioned at Berkeley and at Manhattan School. And at Berkeley, it was like, um, God, what year was it that I would have been? 90 like something. 93 or something. Okay. And Berkeley was like, we need women. Here's a full ride scholarship. And I was like, I don't want anybody who wants me that bad. And I, don't, I was like, <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't want to live in Boston because I'm yeah. New York, you know. You wanted to New come York. to New York. And I yeah. had all the crazy Romanians here. So anyway, I auditioned at Manhattan School and they were like, you suck. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll take it. New York. You're, you're, you like to be punished. <laughs> it's kind of hot. It turns me on. I don't know. I just wanted to be. Yeah. I just to well, be this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boston's great, but this well, is where thing, you want to be to play music as a young And also young to play so many different kinds of music. Yeah. Did you know you were interested in the rock and roll yet? No. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't start playing electric bass until I was about 30. What? Uh, yeah. I'm not kidding. You didn't know that? No. I know. It's crazy. Had I met you yet? You should see how her eyes are sparkling. She looks a little bit turned on. I have sparkles in my eyes. Um, I I had met you already. Yeah. Yeah, I met you at a wedding um, in like 2003 or four, right? You were playing in a in the band and I was a guest at the wedding. And my friend was, was uh, in the band. And so we talked. Yeah, and you came, you were so nice. You I was drunk. I was drunk at the wedding. But you didn't... You, Drunk doesn't mean you had to be nice. I was definitely a nice drunk. Yeah. Always. I've never been a mean drunk. Just a, annoying, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like a chatty drunk, annoying. But Yeah, that's where we first met. And then, you know, we would be at the this club in the, the living room. The club on the Lower East Side where it was oh, sort yeah. of a, a big watering hole for musicians. Yeah, and you, you liked my hair one night. I did. 
and I showed you my extensions. Yeah, she said, you like my hair? Check it out. And she flipped her head over and showed me her extensions. She goes, you can touch them if you want. I was like, wow. Happy drunk. It was awesome. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. That was a fun era. It was such a fun era. Yeah. I, miss, I miss that. I miss a lot of those people. Me too. Like, I think in a way, a lot of people in, uh, well, all over the globe at this point, that was their sort of like high school, uh, high school football, you know, uh, the days that you remember that some people remember. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It was like the glory days. Yeah. I mean, everybody has that at a certain age. Yeah, exactly. Between your 20s and 30s, it's like a thing <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. And everybody thinks that nobody else has it or that, exactly. or that it's over for everybody because yours are over. No, but it's still it's still going on for somebody, yeah. everybody in the city, right? They told my dad in the 60s, you know, or in the 40s, he was going to see, you know, Boris Karloff and Broadway and stuff. Oh, my God. And, and then in the in the 50s when he moved back, he anyway, he bounced around, but he moved back here and they were like, yeah, New York's over. In the 50s? In the 50s. So <laughs> just keep that in mind, everybody. It's like an organism. Yeah, totally. You know, it, it sometimes it's sleepy, but like it's never... It's it's never no. gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. I love the city. I love, I the, love city. the city. So the other tune you did, you sent this to me before you put it out, and this is a para ubu song. Oh yeah. I have never heard of this band. I don't know anything about them. I didn't know it, and I was like, "Damn, this song is good." And your voice on this recording sounds so sexy and so good. It, it, this was one where I, I learned how to use Logic Pro. I learned how to use a better software. And I laid down all the instruments except drums. I had somebody fly that in. So when you said you wanted to play it, I was like, I, I don't know how. But yeah, Pear Ubu is this Chicago, it's like art punk, experimental rock. Like all the, you know, they don't really know where to put it. But it's this band from, the I guess, the 70s. That yeah. They just, they're brilliant and everybody all the like sort of outside jazz musicians we know were a part of it it's really point. that's so, so cool i didn't know anything about it they I, yeah go ahead you always turn me on to stuff i don't know about really yeah even in in puss in boots you always bring in covers by bands that i've never really checked out oh, that's awesome you know and they're always kind of just like punk rock right a little Maybe. bit yeah yeah in that realm after after 9 11 um, like a month after 9-11, I used to temp at the World Financial Center. So the oh, top. Wow. And they um, they had this company that I was working for come in like an, a month after, you know. And so the, it was still burning. And we're, you know, nobody's in the office but us. And I was working for the, you know, a high up guy. And nobody was there. So I listened to internet radio. And oh, wow. like that's where I heard the song. And I, um, it's from a live... There was a show uh, in the 70s called Night, um, David Sanborn and Jules Holland. It was called Night Something. Yeah, um, I, I found that online yeah. yesterday. It's oh, so, I can't remember what it's called. It's like but. a jazz, you know, arty show. And so that's where I lifted it from. And I found it when I moved. I found it on a CD and I was like, God, it's just so evocative. Like, let me walk with you. It's such a killer song. Yeah. And the first line that he sings, and when you're covered too, when you sing it, it's just so enticing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Let's do it. I don't know what I should play, but I'm going to, let's see. You want me to chunk, right? Yeah. If you can. Are chunk. you going to play bass? I'll play bass. Okay, on. cool. I See, I didn't know you tempt. Or that you did financial temping, or that you see, I don't know so much about you. 
I, temp, I would bring my upright bass and put it in the corner and work for 12 hours and then go play a gig. Are you serious? It's awful. That's awful. crazy. Okay. The things we do. I know. So this has like a really fun wandering bass line that I can't play and sing. Oh. Yeah, I noticed that. It is very wandering. This is what I call a, a victory lap bass line from beginning to end. I'm going to play guitar on this. I love it. Okay. I'm going to play acoustic, though. I love it. All right, let's try this. Okay. Dog day afternoon By the sea Think about you What am I gonna do Sorrows hanging over me Talk about 
like the whole world's going slow. It's like the whole world's going. Don't let's talk about tomorrow. It was a dream. We're at the edge of sorrow. Hell. Louis Armstrong, what did he say? It's all music is folk music. Horses don't make music. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. We got it. We got it. That was cool. Yeah. That's a hard song. It's and you I just it's so cool to play. I mean, not that I ever play this. I did it one live show. And then so to get to play it anyway is extra for me. So we did an emails episode a few few weeks ago. And um, we got all these requests for who people want on the podcast. And I think you were the most requested person. Did you write in a bunch? Is well, that I you? did. Yeah. Is, is, was the email address? Um, <laughs> no. I'm just, yeah, I, did, I didn't. No. I, I can't believe it. You were the most requested person. And one person requested Paul McCartney and Cat Popper, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. Well, it would have been odd to, I, I wouldn't want to show him up. So I'm glad that he wasn't <laughs> Not here together. Today. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would have been. <laughs> that would have been fun though. It would have been really awkward for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I learned how to play bass was his bass line and James Jamerson's bass lines. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, electric. Electric. Yeah. yeah. In your 30s. That's crazy. Yeah. I was in my 30s. And, I, and then when I started playing rock music, people were like, why don't you play with the kick drum? And it was, you know, you're supposed to go boom, boom, boom. And I was playing all these dancey Beatles lines and Jamerson oh, lines. Like more, and, yeah, and you're a very lyrical uh, bass player. It took me forever to figure out how to play with the kick drum because I thought, well, the kick drum is doing that. Why do I have to do that? But, you know, sometimes it, it's called for. That's crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know any of that. Well, I'm, it makes me so happy. <laughs> we should play another song. Let's jump forward. You're in this whole rock scene for the last 15 or so years. 20 years, maybe? Um, I always have to look up on Wikipedia yeah. how old I am. How so old are you? No, don't, like we don't have to go no, there. No, I'm, I'm 50 this year. That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. I remember your 40th. We brought you a Jello cake. So sweet. <laughs> um, I, uh, I remember seeing you at the living room, seeing you at that wedding, and then... All of a sudden, you were playing with Ryan Adams, who I was a huge fan of at that time. I was like a massive, it was a big influencer on me, those first few records. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, I don't think I knew you that well when he called me in to sing on, was that Cold Roses? Yes. Yeah. God, that song you guys did together is still my favorite. But that, we didn't really know each other well. We knew each other, but... Remember when I came in and yeah, I do. I I couldn't believe and you, you he sat at the piano with you. You guys recorded it sitting next to each other, right? I, th- I mean, he, we only did like two take. No, we yeah. did one take. He wouldn't let us do it again. And that's how we recorded the whole album. He would sort of come in four hours late and then, you know, say press go and the mics wouldn't be ready and and he would play a song we'd never heard and yeah. we would guess what the chord changes were going to be. And that, sometimes like afterwards we would go in and like punch the most egregious mistakes. But That's quite a way to 
do things. That was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I love that fly by the seat of your pants kind of way too. And also like all the mistakes are kind of beautiful. I remember not liking this one vocal thing I did in that take of uh, Dear John and he, but he wouldn't let us do it again. And then now when I listen to it, I'm like, that's nothing. That doesn't bother me at all. It's not even, it's not even that weird. I think, yeah, <laughs> you know I, think I, mean? I, listen, I mean, I don't really listen to that stuff very often. It was a hard time for me. Yeah. But when I do, I'm like, God, that shit, I can't believe the snapshots, you know. Yeah, they're, they're snapshots. That's what these yeah. recordings are. And that's why when they're so off the cuff, it's so much more special, I think. And what we're doing today, we're, you know, we didn't rehearse this stuff. And I don't play my songs ever. And I've never played them and sang them at the same time. Like, this is what music should be like, you know. But I love that you're putting out singles now well as a as a you as a you as a cat popper i look on spotify for for cat popper and your name comes up (laughs) as an artist and it's you doing your song maybe it's all right you know and i think that's so cool well, I was pushed. Uh, a friend, I, I recorded it on GarageBand, uh-huh. and I wrote it. It's another song yet about, it's called Maybe It's All Right, and it's not like, it's all right. It's like, well, maybe it's all right. Like, can I live with, maybe like, something terrible has happened to me. Can I live with maybe this is going to serve me or someone else in some way, yeah. right? Because, like, everybody's going to die, and we've, you know, it's easy to forget that, but, like, can I believe in a loving universe that, like, is going to, you know, uh, let me die. So anyway, just during the pandemic, I pulled out my recording gear and, um, you know, I recorded that song and it's like, it's a mess. It's great. Well, it's a great song, but like when I recorded the vocal, I laid down on the couch and just laid the microphone on my face. (laughs) Like I just, so there's no pop screen on it or anything. Um, it's you know, and then my friend Jesse Mallon, who's one of my best friends, he he's he has a small record label called Velvet Elk Records, and he said, "Let's put it out." I was like, "Are you nuts?" I feel like he's one of your pushers. He like, is. He pushes. He he rolls you in the same directions that me and Sasha might have ten years ago. Like, tried to trying to like remind you that you're a badass. He <laughs> he he. I'm so lucky. Like, yeah. He does it all the time, and he he insisted. And I my first question was. Why? Like, that sounds like work. <laughs> and then... It doesn't have to be, though. It doesn't... No, because I thought I was supposed to make a record and tour. No. He's like, let's just put the single Nobody out. Nobody makes records. Like, like, you can just put singles out now. You can just put singles it's out. It's great. And, and then, you know, we had uh, Jamie, your front of house guy... Jamie um, Landry. Mix it, which was not an easy task because again, Oh, it's I didn't a, know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. I didn't know Jamie mixed that. Yeah, so he did a great job. And then we made a video about... Um, me and my friend Vivian Wong made a, a video. It was during the pandemic, and I did all this nerd research about um, old uh, historical places that are gone or are still there. And we we did um, before and after pictures that we took from archives. Well, that, like, ties in with your art, your, your sort of interest in all that stuff. History nerd stuff. History. You're such—you're the biggest history buff. Do you uh, remember when you, you renovated uh, your house— Yes. And um, you wouldn't let me metal detect. You you asked if you could come over and metal detect when we dug out the basement. And I, I actually didn't care if you did, but then my contractor said that if you found a body or a bone, then we'd have to stop the whole project. So maybe it's better to not let her. <laughs> I would have. It's true. New York City is basically built on 
hundreds of years of, of dead people. Like it you must dig be. and you're going to find. Oh my God, that's crazy. So I was so, I was like, Gah. oh, I would have. I just, I did not want to know you don't what was there. You don't want to piss off your contractor. Yeah. I just didn't want to know. That's, I'll be, that'll be the title of my book. Um, Nora wouldn't let me metal detect her. <laughs> I also, I, I don't think I realized that metal detect was a verb. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, can I come over and metal detect at your house? Is that the correct word, a verb? Is that the correct? Uh... I think like like true people, they just call it, they, they say, uh, there's there's a word for it, but de- detecting. Nerding, detecting. Detecting, yeah. Oh, just detecting. I think so. Yeah. But I like metal detect. Metal detect. I think that should be the name of your album when you finish it. Metal detect. Well, because I, also you're kind of you're kind of hardcore underneath it all. Metal. Metal detect. <laughs> I mean, even though these songs are kind of sweet, you have like a punk rock aura about you. You know what I mean? It's a cool layer, a neurotic nougat, and then a, a, a punk. A Core? punk center. <laughs> a chewy punk center. <laughs> Detect that. <laughs> oh, should we do that song? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let me let me switch to piano. You're going to play acoustic? I'm going to play acoustic guitar. Sweet. Thanks for letting me play guitar. Dude, anything you want to, yeah. That's a cutie guitar. I know. Is that, I know it's old, but is it new to you? I got it. I got it at Main Drag. Oh, and nice. I, was, I walked in. I was like, I need an acoustic guitar right now. And I it a lot. So it was, it was like 200 bucks. And wow. It's, yeah, it's really cute. It's really cute. Do you know what year it is? I don't know anything about it. That's awesome. <laughs> it, I think it smells like a little bit like poop. <laughs> so I think it has a little bit of rot in it. And I put it on a form of like, what do you do if your guitar smells like poop? And, and everybody was stumped. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a, a screen gra- good screen grab, right? Mm. All right. So I guess I'm just going to follow you. This is a song about love and loss. <laughs> Remember, uh, if our loves are... If our love... Song, one of the songs we would do when you would always... Oh, yeah, I don't remember. What song was it? I don't know. And we never knew. Oh, sometimes you would do it on Hey You. So we, it was like we never knew when you were going to start. Oh, and I would do like a weird intro, <laughs> like milk it. <laughs> I don't remember. But you would be doing it. You'd be flirting with us. Like, when, when am I going to start? Oh, Who I would mess knows? with you. Yeah, <laughs> so great. Let's do a gig soon. I miss it. <laughs> I don't. Jeez. <clears throat> I only get you and Sasha individually now. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like a, there's a, been a divorce. No, there hasn't. It's just, we. it's too hard to schedule no, stuff. No, no, I don't mean oh, like yeah. Puss in Boots. I just yeah. mean like, yeah. Yeah, I have, you have custody of me today. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha had custody of me last night because we went out. And then I get custody because we're going to be playing some cra- crazy Yeah, you you and Sasha are doing some stuff together. Right? I know. That's awesome. I know. All right, we'll do it soon. Puss in Boots will be back. Mark my words. We'll be back. Okay. Lately, I might not mind if I slow down and I lose. I guess I just get tired of waiting to feel alright. 
maybe that's alright I got a whiplash fascination with a thousand ways to let you down I sit here poking at my bruises and maybe that's alright Maybe it's all right the ending stuck the ending <laughs> nobody will remember the rest of it i forgot to come in on that one harmony but i think i covered okay i love that line um this i've got a whiplash fascination with a thousand ways to let you down right <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up <laughs> walking into a room how am i gonna fuck it up today yeah right oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah i love the you yeah you play guitar you play loud I don't mean to. No, no. I mean, it's great. It's like your sound. We all have our little sounds, right? Well, I think right? maybe it would be easier if I didn't play so loud, but I don't, I don't know any better. For who? I mean, I think that's cool. It kind of dictates the vibe, you know? Oh. Whenever, you, whenever we switch guitars on stage with Puss in Boots, 
anyway, because we always share guitars. It's so funny how different our feels are and yeah. how different the amp settings have to be. It's almost like harder to share a guitar. <laughs> And also, like you and Sasha are so much taller than me, we have to mark the straps so that, <laughs> so that I, because I play it way higher, the guitar strap. It's so great when we play, but also because I think a lot of people have, you know, they have techs and stuff, and yeah. you have techs in your band, and we don't. So we're doing all that stuff in between songs, and it's part of the show. It's like, this is all the stuff that goes on to make music happen. Yeah, it's like, it's like a little complicated since we both, we all three switch around on instruments so much now, but it's also kind of simple because we just share instruments and we can do it ourselves. It's like musical instruments. <laughs> that's That's your joke. That's not funny. That's... It's never been not funny or funny to it's me. It's more groany funny. You've, you've always done that joke on stage. I know. I can't help it. <laughs> it's like a compulsion. <laughs> you're, you're great. Our shows are so funny because like we, we do really quiet ballads a lot. But then I feel like the energy is punk rock because you and Sasha are always just totally insane on stage. And then you pick your moments. I pick my moments yeah. because I don't I don't know if I can match your your funniness. Like you're so funny and Sasha's so funny and I'm always like the quiet one and then I'll just be like Meow, or something. You know? But it's almost too like you're just, you know, you, you don't need to vie for space. You have these you have these zingers that come out and I think people are like, "Holy shit." That's that's the one who sang that song that I love so much. It's fucking awesome. I don't know. I feel like a little gnome in our band sometimes. Like Really? Yeah. I don't know. But also not at all. I think I think you guys are so good at interacting with the audience. Mm. And it's never been something I've I've always been shy to look at the audience. Oh. So when we're in that band, I'm like forced to stand there in front of the audience. But I always my my instinct when I'm standing on a stage, because I'm used to sitting in, right, at a piano. Oh, right. So my instinct when I'm standing on a stage is kind of to shrink back into myself or back into the back of the stage mm. almost. That's kind of funny. It's because it just comes across as confidence. And I'm super codependent, so I want to make sure everybody's having a good time. Yeah, see, I'm, I, I, that's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. And they say, you know, it's like everything, you know, has a skillful and unskillful side. So it, it means that I'm kind of, you know, I have... Maybe some people a bit disagree, but I feel like I'm kind of comfortable on the mic. And I think it's, yeah, just because, you know, it's like I'm having a party and I feel guilty you had to put pants on and, and come. <laughs> you, you're the host of the party. Yeah. So you want to make sure that they're comfortable in their waistbands, right? <laughs> That's funny. I like, I like, um, yeah, I like when we play at bars and stuff, like when we play at Sunny's. I feel more comfortable in those settings for some reason than on a stage. With this band, particularly. I don't know why. Well, I think it serves us, you know, there's people who come to see music who love it so much and they don't, there's not like a raucous vibe. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think, you know, it's, I don't know, I don't know if it's different now because of the internet, but I feel like people forget that the um, the vibe that they bring as a crowd is a part of it the is. whole show. It's a, it's a, it's like the fifth Beatle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Aren't there five? It's the sixth Beatles. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know how many Beatles. I know you're kidding. <laughs> it's, the, it's the fourth puss. <laughs> it's true. So when people, people who know us come, they know that they're like, 
you know, they heckle us and yeah. they woo a lot. And then other people, they're like, oh, we need to be respectful, which is really nice. It's too. really nice, but it's actually not what we want. Yeah, exactly. I, and the truth is, even at my Nora Jones shows, I love hecklers. I love people yelling at me on or stage. Wooing. Or wooing or even like, even yelling. I know some, there's always a, a tipping point where it gets obnoxious, but right. like, I much prefer like a raucous, yelly audience than just right. like you don't want polite the, clappers. And you, you don't know? want the one lady who's yelling in between every song. or. The, I like her until about halfway about the set. And then yeah. I'm like, all right, lady. Yeah. You know. Because that's, that's, but like wooing. Wooing and, and you know. Yeah. Wooing. Woo-wooing. And then, Yeah. Fuck yeah. I still get free bird every once in a while, wow. which is, it always cracks me up. So disappointing. I mean, I just, I think people just think it's still funny. The best heckle, and I shouldn't give this up, is after somebody's first song is to scream one more. <laughs> Have you ever done that? I did that a thousand times at the living room. Oh that my had God. to be edited out of like um, a bunch of live, live recordings. Yeah. <laughs> you dork. <laughs> one more. All right, we got one more song yeah. for you. That's pretty funny. All right, will you come to my show and do that someday? Absolutely. One more. One more, yeah. Or, oh. or y'all play that one good one. Okay. No, that's not cool. But it's like, uh, <laughs> if usually people will know it's me and like, oh, Kat's here. Kat's so. here. You crack me up. Well, you did a show solo? I did one. Jesse solo? Mallon had me do, he, it was like a sold out Stone Pony show. And I, I opened and I played five songs. Solo? Solo. Well, no, no, no. Were you sweating? Oh, you had a band. Yeah. No, I meant like on stage you had a band. Oh, yeah. fun. That's fun. Well, I'd never done it before. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, I got to pay people. <laughs> I got to arrange rehearsal times and get everybody to the gig. Yeah. You're used to not being the organizer. No, it's hard. I sit in the back and complain about stuff. You, you, you're like, one of the most favorite side people. <laughs> uh, you're a side person. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you are, you have done so many great gigs as a bass player, as part of the band, an important part of the band, but not the front man, not having to organize, not, you know, getting on payroll, but not having to, you know, overthink the, the logistics of the stuff. It's so hard. And just to do, you know, the, the interview show that I'm working on, which I just as a, have been like this weird brainchild, but just to, you know, it's a video show where we interview people. You may have, uh, have done it yesterday. Yeah, done it yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you may have, I'm not sure. Yeah, I definitely um, did. But it's like just, you know, having to come up with the interviews and the ideas. And then I'm doing most, uh, I have a partner, Dave. He's like, he's my producer, my partner. But like I've learned how to use film software. So editing something is like recreating. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like throwing a bunch of it's like the the filming or the recording process is, 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 is dropping a deck of cards and then building them back up as editing so you can make anything out of them. I had no idea. Yeah. You're getting creative. Yeah, it's 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 exhausting. It's it's exhausting. <laughs> is it more exhausting than touring on a tour bus with a bunch of stinky bandmates? It is more exhausting, <laughs> but it's, it's, um, I just, I ran out of steam. Yeah. To do, that was hard. Yeah. I ran out of steam. Well, I feel like the way you toured too, like when you were touring with Ryan, it was, it was a really long run. It was a long bunch of years. It, he, he didn't really stop. Did he? Well, you know, we did because he would either, he would like fire us for a little while or he would cancel a tour. I think it was, it was after that, the Jack White stuff and the Grace Potter stuff. It was, you know, it was a lot. The Grace Potter, we never 
came home. She never stopped. She never stopped. So, so when you, how long did you do Grace? Grace Potter's band. It was a few years. Noc- you were a nocturnal. I was a nocturnal. <laughs> and it was so, I mean, I, the only reason I left the band was because I was like, I, I, I have dogs and I have yeah. a boyfriend. I, I, miss, I miss them. Well, that road life is a totally different thing. It's a different thing. And it's different whenever you're in a band, even if you care deeply about the band and the music and you have input, it's different when it's not your personal project. Well, I, I, I always considered myself like a permanent private in the Army. Yeah. And I always liked to, you know, really, um, I like to support people. And yeah. my favorite, I always quote Keith Christopher, my favorite bass player. He said, your job as a bass player is to get your drummer laid. So I do that. Like, that's what I do is I get, I'm like so happy to make everybody feel good. And, you know, so I love being a side. No, you you do yeah. love it. I can yeah. see that. But like to make it your life on the road, I mean, it's too much. Yeah. It's no, it, it, my body couldn't take it anymore. And you did the Jack White tour. Were you, you were a, a permanent part of the band, but you were, you were came in after the fact as a sub, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I came in and I did. I don't know, it was like a year or something. Oh, wow, that's a good amount of time, though. And it was it was two weeks on, two weeks off. Oh, you know, that's which good. Is, that's a little more reasonable. It's more reasonable, but it was, you know, it's still a lot. And it's, you know, Europe and, and, and yeah. you know, and, and look, it's I'm so lucky, but I don't know about you. It's half these places, like I think the most I've seen of Paris is driving under the Eiffel Tower, Yeah, you know, on the way somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's life on the road. You don't always get to really yeah. check out the town. Yeah. It's and, like... It depends on how it's laid out, but, mm. you know, it's more cost-effective to not have a day off in every city <laughs> Yeah, to just book shows. And then the bigger the shows, it's like you're on this bus, which is like a spaceship, and then, you know, you're playing in a big venue that's like a spaceship, so the spaceship docks in the other spaceship. Yeah, it docks in the belly of the spaceship in yeah. like an indoor parking lot. So. <laughs> and it's usually a little bit off the highway, so it's not like you're in the center of a quaint town, <laughs> right? So, yeah, so playing, you know, smaller venues is awesome, but, you know, it's like not necessarily going to make a ton of money. And it's, yeah, yeah like, like you have you have a really good road set up. Well, I, I've had the fortune of being able to plot it out after, you know, the first few years. Yeah. Being able to, like, pick and choose what's and, easy-ish and not easy. And you've done, you've done harder touring. You've done van touring. Like, you've done I did whole, do it yeah. for a little while, but, you know— I got I got upgraded to a bus yeah. early on, so. But it's still nice that you that you know. We did a van tour with Puss in Boots. Oh, that's true. <laughs> when I, I love a, van with tours. my four month old that was <laughs> in a so car seat. <laughs> oh my god, he loved it. I mean, sort of, right? He sort of loved it. I don't know. He doesn't remember it. <laughs> my nanny. Remember, we brought my nanny, and she's like, "This is touring." It was a van tour. She's like, "Oh." I don't know. I don't know. I was like, don't worry, don't worry. When we go out with my thing, we'll be on a bus. (laughs) It was hilarious. It's like, I promise it's not all like, it's all not on a van. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I like van touring, I think, especially like in England. Yeah. You know? It can be be sweet if the drives aren't too bad. Yeah, exactly. You got to make sure the drives aren't too long. And that nobody's stinky or eating burritos in the car, like beans. Or tuna. That wouldn't be good either. <laughs> or they forgot their tuna sandwich from yesterday. That's they yes, put, and they left the their seat. kippers in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> my my oh kippers. My All right. Well, let's let's um 
Let's do another song. I'm excited that you're writing and recording and putting out music. It makes me really like glowy, happy. Well, you're so, you're another supportive one. And I like, you know how people send you, friends send you music and stuff. And I was really shy about sending you whatever I sent you. And I, I sent it to you and I was like, I'm not, I, you don't have to listen to it, but I just wanted you to, <laughs> you, you know, and then you were like, holy shit, I love this. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Cause it's just, you know, it's exciting to share with friends. And also, you know, the subtext is like, it's because of you guys that, you know, Aww. so I had the, you know, the courage to do it. It's all building blocks. Yeah. We're all students and we're all teachers. But I just, and we'll play another song. I just am always curious how people know that they can do it. Like how you knew yeah. at an early age that you could write music and put it out and tour it. And how, like, I how didn't, I didn't know I could write music until I was probably, I think I was like 20 when I wrote Come Away With Me. It was so simple and not fancy, but it was from the heart. And it took me many years after that to feel confident. And then that Jeff Tweedy book, you know, How to Write One mm -hmm. Song, it, you know how he talks about, uh, yeah, there's no writer's block. There's just there's just self-editing. Once mm -hmm. I, I figured that out like maybe 10 or 15 years ago, and I, that really helped me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you think something's crap or not. It's just like you move forward, and then you can polish it up at the end. And if it's crap, you don't have to play it for anybody. Yeah, that's... But yeah, he puts it much more poetically in his book. But You gave it to me and I was like, I'm not reading this. Yeah, it's actually a really good creativity handbook. It's, it's just intimidating to like how to write... It's called How to Write One Song. No, but that's why you should read it because yeah. why are you intimidated? He breaks it down. I mean, you don't need it. You're writing songs, but... I think it's like despite myself, yeah. I'll find myself writing a song. But if I think that I'm going to... You know, the in the artist way, she talks about... Well, first of all, she says there's no such thing as laziness. It's fear. And wow. I was like, no, 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 I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy too. <laughs> and I'm I'm not. It's it's fear or not necessarily fear, but just it's like showing up and sitting down and just playing and a song usually comes yeah. out. And, fear of and working. The other thing that, yeah, fear of working. <laughs> the other thing that she says, which is sort of what you said, is you take care of the quantity and let the universe take care of the quality. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I have that book on my shelf for 20 years and I've never done it. The artist way. I know it's really good. Well, so it's I, like the Jeff Tweedy yeah. book. It's like it's like a just a great handbook for creativity. It's a great way to spur your own creativity, right? It's sort of what got me to the courage to to write. Yeah, so. yeah. I want to. Maybe I'll get into it. It's really fun. I feel like my kids would be into that. In high school or something, not yet. But. They would be into it now. It's like yeah. the idea is once a week you do something, you take yourself on an artist date, right? Yeah. And one of my artist date was look in the mirror and draw a picture of yourself. And I was so intimidated and I was laughing. I was like, I mean, I'm alone drawing a picture and I'm totally intimidated. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Yeah. Or go, I went to Greenwood Cemetery. I was like, I'm going to go to Greenwood Cemetery you by myself. Detected. And on the train, I was like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Within my head. And I was like... Why would that even be there? Why do you have that guy in your head? I don't know. I guess we all do. I think, yeah, either we probably do. I think some of us notice it more than others. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Some of us have it ample. Some of our, our guys have a megaphone. <laughs> and some of them are just whispering quietly. <laughs> I love that. Well, I've, I've kept you here for ages. What you want to play? I'll talk to you all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad that I got to be a part of it. Yeah. Like, seriously, thank you for asking me. I was so, I thought maybe she, you were confused. And I was like, oh, yeah, I wrote some songs. 
I'm not confused. You're not, you're, I'm not confused. I'm not confused, okay? <laughs> I have it together. <laughs> All right, let's do Pines. I love it. We talked about it earlier, it's that song you wrote. What like the one of the first songs you wrote maybe when we were starting Puss in Boots? Yeah, I you know I used to have an addiction problem, and this is about um, yeah I, just, that I did know you knew that mm-hmm. you were you were around for a minute of that maybe you didn't see it I didn't really yeah I think it was like I don't think many people saw it but I it was, was probably drunk when I saw it <laughs> so let's be honest but this is about like there was just a string of people that I knew who died wow um, from uh drug-related deaths, shall we say, and it was happening all around me. So It really is, was, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. It's so wild. And just to, like, to, you know, so it's been, uh, it'll be 16 years in September since I've had anything. Congratulations. And I know. Well, That's I'm, amazing. I'm just lucky. One day, at, one day at a time, but. One day at a time. You are lucky, but you also are really determined, and you did it for yourself. Well, I do think it's a, a really good, special come like it's not because I'm smart and it's not because I cared a lot I did get really lucky that it hit at the right time yeah so luck is part of life I guess yeah yeah so I'm stoked that we're gonna do it yay do you have that when you write songs that you don't know what key they're in um no I I'm, usually know what key they're in it must be just guitar songs actually whenever we used to do El Madmo that band I had with Daru Oda and Andy Borger I wrote a few songs like really high up on the neck of the guitar and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's maybe it's all right. People are like, I'm not playing that guitar part. It doesn't make any sense. Well, also, yeah, that's too. The chords are weird. They're like no kind idea. of a shell of a one, four, five, but then they have like weird extensions <laughs> in them. And you I know. Just, went, just did this until I think it's a lot of replacements. Chords. Yeah. You love the replacements. I, replacement. I know you do. <laughs> all right. Here we go. I'm going to play piano. I, yeah, you don't have to play guitar unless you want. But no. I think, let me try this. Nobody wants extra shit. No, I know? love your guitar on it, but I have a thing I might do. I can't here. wait to hear I just it. have a little idea here.
sad as shit. (laughs) It's sad. It's so sad, so grim. It's grim, but it's really pretty. That was fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Thank you for learning my songs and for being a generous friend. I thought you were going to say a gentleman. A gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> I love you. And you didn't mention my my prosthesis today, which... Oh, you have a prosthetic thumb today. Yeah, I do. I love you so much. I Thanks for you doing too. this. Thank you. I still You're... can't believe you asked. Thanks, everybody. There's a whole... Oh, there's a 20 people in the audience today. <laughs> I don't think so. There's you no have way. a lot of fans. Oh. I know because they wrote in asking me to have you on the show. Well, thank you for that. Um, don't buy anything I'm selling because I'm not selling anything yet. But one day, you know, buy something if I'm selling it. But uh, until then, just like be cool and try to be nice to people on the internet. Wise words from a wise woman. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'm just playing along with you. Oh, that was fun. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. I love her. She is so funny. I felt like I interrupted a lot because I was so comfortable with her. It didn't, I didn't remember we were doing like an interview. <laughs> this is recorded, Nora. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I it kind her. of felt like band rehearsal. I love her singing voice. It's so sweet and sort of haunting. It's high and lonesome, right? Yeah. It's got that high lonesome it's, thing. She's got a thing that I can't, isn't like anything else I've heard. It's just, it's just that. That sort of heart melancholy coming through. Mm-hmm. I know I also love her voice very much. And she's like clever with her songwriting. Yeah, her lyrics are great. She's very poetic. And then she just is hilarious. Anyway, we love Kat. She's awesome. Kat, thanks for doing this. If you're curious about some of the songs we played, the first one written by Kat is called Lucky, and it's off of the Puss in Boots album Sister. The second song we did was a Para Ubu cover called Breath, and uh, Kat put that out as a single available online. The third song is called Maybe It's All Right, written by Kat Popper, also available as a single online under Kat Popper. The fourth song is called Pines, and it's off the Puss in Boots album No Fools, No Fun. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to Nora Jones is Playing Along wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. This episode was recorded by Matt Marinelli and mixed by Jamie Landry, edited by Sarah Oda, additional engineering by Greg Tobler and Stephen Sacco, artwork by Eliza Fry, photography by Shervin Lenez, produced by me and my Oda. Me and my Oda.